Welcome back to Heroes Direct and this is Damage Control. Now this week, Dav is off doing Dav things with some small band. Berry tomorrow I think? Not sure. So I've drafted in some help from our team of writers and I've brought in Joseph. Hello! Hi, Joseph. How are you? I'm very well thank you, very excited to be here. Good. We're acting like we've not already recorded this because that's how we roll. <laughs> um, <laughs> introduce yourself to the listeners. I'm Joseph, Joseph Cullen. I'm a journalist and I'm a new writer for Heroes Direct. I play bass for As It Stands and I've shifted over from a music journalist focus for writing at Invicta and podcasting for Mind Noise Network. I'm very excited to be on a brand new adventure and to be here on Damage Control. This week, we are tackling one of the earlier um, Sony Marvel movies, and that is Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'll tell you what, because I'm, I'm one of the one of the younger new nerds that got introduced via the MCU, so Ghost Rider wasn't one that I'd seen prior to talking about doing this episode. So going into it, I had no idea what to expect. I've grown up under the impression that Nick Cage was just a terrible actor and has always been a terrible actor. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> I, um, but I know he can do yeah. crazy and he does crazy well enough here but throughout this film it's not the worst film in the world I will say that much but good god does it need some fixing so I'm glad we're here doing this yeah um, now some of the effects actually did surprise me because it's got to be difficult to have a man with a flaming skull walking around or even several men walking around with flaming skulls um, adding, you know, the devil and a few fallen angels and it could get quite messy and surprisingly it does hold up relatively well in terms of the effects. It actually holds up alright. With it being a film that came out about ten years ago, you can expect there's going to be some flaws. That intro cutscene <laughs> as the intro credits came in, that was the first thing that I saw about this film and I was like, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a ride I'm in for. Wait but, till you get to the sequel honestly. Oh god. But then at the same time, we got the flaming skulls and they worked pretty well and the effects yeah, on I mean, the bike changing up yeah uh, and let's face it it is relatively comic book accurate in terms of how johnny blaze looks um and that is you know that's always a plus however our real problem here with ghost rider is the writing of this film because dear fucking god it is awful it's truly um, abysmal like i was noticing right the way through the first act I felt like it was like holding my hand, but clutching my hand and yeah. saying, are you getting it? Do you understand yet? Do you know what we're going for? It was, oh, it was awful. I mean, it's, it is worth noting. This is pre-MCU. Only a few months, like, um, but it is pre-MCU. And I think with the MCU, we've been given such a treasure trove of, of good writing, essentially. Obviously, don't get me wrong. There is the occasional bad one. <clears throat> Thor, the Dark World. Oh. Oh, dear God. But, you know, for the large part, I mean, look at Infinity War, for example. That was yeah. fantastic. But Ghost Rider is no Infinity War. Oh, dear. Um, so, essentially, if you haven't seen Ghost Rider, it is about a man who sells his soul to the devil. And the devil comes back several years later to call back on that claim and turns him into his agent of chaos, if you like. Um, and he sends him to get his son... Blackheart? Ah, uh, it really does clarify that it's his son there because there's a scene in which the devil himself and he meet and they're meeting outside a saloon and they're talking as though, oh, you should have given this power to me. I deserve this power. And I'm like, okay, they're probably relatives. He's probably his son. And then he says, father. 
Right, okay, yep, that's that's his son. Dramatic pause. It's just, it's pretty terrible. Um, and it's worth noting that this is Mephisto. For for any comic book reader, Mephisto is a huge, huge villain. Um, now, his storyline with Spider-Man recently, well, not recently, but a few years ago, was fantastic. Um, and he erased Spider-Man's marriage to Mary Jane. Now, brilliant villain. Um, in this, not so much. He's a little uh, bit flimsier, and you don't really get to see much of him. The one thing yeah. that you do get to see of him, however is when he goes to approach Mr. Blaze himself and you get to see all of the really, really ham-fisted imagery to hint at you that he's the devil. Him yeah. looking at that that image of the devil and chuckling to himself and the lightning strike and his mm. really caricature-esque devil silhouette on the background. It's just, oh, that's far too much. We understand, man. Yeah, and it's worth knowing that this is Peter Fonda. Man, like he's a he's a he was a good actor, you know. Um, you know, nominated for Academy Awards for Easy Rider. I mean, he's been reduced to this. He's and he's taken this up. I mean, it's pretty. It's a step down. Let's and, face it. It's a huge step down. Speaking of actors as a whole, this young Johnny Blaze actor, <laughs> he oh, he was completely infuriating. Initially, I looked at him and I thought, is he the fellow who plays Goku in Dragon Ball Evolution? I looked it up, I went straight into his IMDb, it wasn't, but he's been getting active acting jobs, and he's had a couple of projects this year. Wow, which so I was still going. Yeah, I was incredibly impressed, I thought that he'd have been surprising. blacklisted from this one. It's Although just... the fact that you thought it was Goku from Dragon Ball shit, was that's brilliant, that says everything you need to know really, doesn't it's it? It's bad enough in itself, really. Yeah, um, so he sells the soul to, to the devil. As you do, casually, um, to save his dad. Fair yeah. enough. We'll give him that. That's a that's a decent motivation. A redeeming um, moment in itself for his poor character so far. Yeah, and let's face it, it only gets worse. Um, <laughs> and then it cuts to 21 years later, and Blaze is now a motorcycle stunt rider. Which yeah. didn't really make sense. I made a note. <laughs> uh, the way that the second act is introduced is all of a sudden... This young Johnny Blaze is now Nick Cage. And then you get... <laughs> you get the pounding metal riffs as he comes through to prove himself as a as a stunt rider. But what didn't make sense to me is earlier in the film, he was complaining and he had a spat with his father about how he doesn't want to be just pissing around in this carnival. And that sort of made me think, right, he doesn't really want to be a stunt rider then. But then yeah. all of a sudden, oh no, he's a, he's a fully-fledged stunt rider and he's incredibly famous. Which, and this is his job. Uh, but yet, 20 years ago, he was like, no. Oh, no, he was hating it. Oh, he wasn't having it. Run off, run off with Eva Longoria. <laughs> no, no, Eva Mendes, sorry, not Eva Longoria. Um, Christ, yeah. It's it's shoddy writing, really. Um, so let's get let's get to where we really want to fix this, is we actually want to scrap Blackheart completely. He's um, a complete nightmare. He's... Which is a shame, because it's Wes Bentley. Um, and Wes Bentley is great in... American Beauty, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so, what we want to do is we want to take all the focus that's given to Blackheart and give it to Mephisto. Let him be that terrifying villain that he can be. Um, and even though, yeah, this this film would make him cringy the entire way through, it would still fit better than you've got the devil and then his son and then his son's bitches. It just it's weird. 
It doesn't make sense, especially for such a huge and powerful character. It doesn't make sense for him to be just pushed off to the side, especially as, technically speaking, he's responsible for the death of Blaze's father. At least to Blaze, that's the case. Exactly, yeah. And the way that it's just shoved off because there's this one bloke that wants all of Mephisto's power, it's it's a bit irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, uh, so they're going after the, uh, it's like called Thousand Souls. Uh, the script of a thousand souls, basically, is what they're after, um, and it basically means that Blackheart will get, you know, all the powers of the devil. Whoop de doo, give a fuck. Um, I think realistically, it would have been great to see Mephisto, maybe try and get the contract for himself. Um, maybe that would give him some sort of pull in the real world a little bit further than you know, killing cancer-ridden fathers. Absolutely. His powers seem a bit redundant in here, especially just to speak to a stunt rider's son to then kill a stunt rider. It doesn't make any sense. If he were to go after that scroll himself, he could either access its true power and become even more powerful than he could previously imagine, or destroy it to make sure that he's completely unmatched. With it being his son, it makes less sense, especially as in the plot starting from the first act... It would make much more sense if he were to do that because the son is just a bit of a whiny bitch and he's irrelevant <laughs> to the rest of the plot. He really is. Um, every scene he's in, uh, he chews it. He, he's trying to lap it up. Um, I get the impression that this was part of some sort of deal for Wes Bentley, like a picture deal, um, and he didn't want to do it. That's my impression. Um, it because seems... he's just, he just doesn't give a fuck in it, really. It seems very hammed up villain, Mm. sort of young sinister, I'm coming to take your place typecast. He really fits into it, you know, incredibly snugly, but that's definitely not a good thing. No, it's it's really not. Um, I think it sticks out amongst the almost body horror element of Blaze turning into uh, the Ghost Rider, which, you know, when he stood in the mirror and he starts, like, smoking... I actually quite liked, I thought, you know, to be fair, if you were turning into a fucking skeleton that's going to be on fire, yeah, that would be really creepy, and that would freak you out. You'd freak the fuck out, and I think Nick Cage actually does that quite well, because you know he's he's got the maniacal laugh that we see a couple of times right the way through. It makes sense as not only does his appearance change, his character technically changes as well, and that works really well, and the film does a really good job of showing that transition. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, credit where credit's due. There is the occasional bit where Crazy Nick Cage does actually work. Um, Now, are we thinking we're going to keep the two Ghost Riders in it? Because I actually quite like Sam Elliott as the previous Ghost Rider. I liked the touch. It was an interesting way to see that where the the character of the janitor or the caretaker or whatever you want to call him, the way that that went. Because he just seemed like a bloke. The only way I'd really pick up on that is sort of hint a little bit more subtly earlier because obviously in the first yeah. act the subtlety was not there in the slightest and then He's come the second act in, isn't he absolutely it's sort of um, it's incredibly graveyard <laughs> yeah he's just sort of shoved in there i think even if he'd been somebody that uh, was working at the carnival maybe oh absolutely that makes much more sense it's rather than to just turn up at this strange graveyard that has no correlation to the story rather than this man being there yeah, it's just a bit strange, isn't it? Um, and then there's the whole shotgun thing. 
which is a bit <sighs> weird. Yeah, I I didn't quite catch on to that. It seemed a little bit shoehorned in. Yeah, it, <laughs> I feel like they were trying to take really significant moments and just drop them here and there um, to sort of appease fans, and I just don't think it worked very well. Um, no, especially when it comes to the penance stare as well. Oh, yeah. So that's, like, brought in to begin with uh, when he saves a girl from a mugger. And it's it's kind of a cool moment. Um, mm. And then it's, like, it's, it's very obvious that they're trying to set it up for later on. And it's oh, like, absolutely. oh, he's going to use that on the bad guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. All of all of these moments are incredibly ham-fisted and really forced in. It seems very much... Because especially now that we're living in a world where the MCU has shot to the to the popularity that it has so far. It seems so completely out of place for these moments to just be shot in or injected in without any care for how the rest of the story around it is dealt with. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Um, I just think that this was in a time where superhero films weren't big enough and they should have made full use of that and just done a full genre movie. Um, I would have liked it if they'd really hammed up the horror aspect of this. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, for example, uh, there is a Spawn film coming out that uh, Todd McFarlane himself's doing. Oh, yeah. um, and it's been described as Jaws, but with Spawn. Now, I think that ex- same exact concept would work perfectly with Ghost Rider. Especially um, with the transition from Nick Cage to Skeleton Man. They got yeah. a pr- they did a pretty good job of making that transition work, but the the spookiness of the character in itself isn't really pushed to its full potential. It's it seems like when <laughs> when Mr. Ghost Rider himself is up against his adversaries, they're seeing it as if it's something that makes complete sense, as though everybody that he faces has seen a man with a flaming skull before. <laughs> It's it's yeah, terrifying. If I was approached by Ghost Rider, I'd be chitting myself. It it makes no sense for especially this mugger. He's he's scared simply because he's a scary man who's threatening him, rather than it's a terrifying flaming skull man that's on a flaming motorbike. Exactly. <laughs> like it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, I really think they should have made it scary. Um, maybe that's just because they made it a twelve. Uh, or a PG-13 if you're an American listener. Um, and they needed you know, all the, the, the tickets they could get in. But I think this would have... Even just a 15 um, would have benefited it so much. So much. Because then you could really go like full... Not maybe gore, but a bit more violent. Um, all they had to do is... Visceral. All they had to do is bump it up a little bit. Because there's something quite quite brittle about the character of Ghost Rider, especially with the whole bones theme. It seems hey, like... Ev- I see what you did there. <laughs> hey. It needs hey. to be a little bit more blunt, a little bit more fisty, maybe a little bit more bloody. Yeah. But it's, it's just... mean, even the transition, I think. So you know in Indiana Jones, when the Nazi's <laughs> face burns off? Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like it should have been something like that. I know we sort of saw the skull coming out of his face. Yeah. But if you saw his like face melt... It'd be a bit like, mortifying, and that would work. Exactly. That would be that'd freak me the fuck out. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I was like 12 when this movie came out, so that probably would have freaked me the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that would have worked so much better in uh, solidifying the fact that Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider are two kind of very different people. Um, you know, because there is that kind of split personality where 
Johnny can't help but you know fight off all these people and beat the shit out of them sort of thing. <laughs> um, whereas I think Johnny himself would just be a cocky, arrogant knobhead that would just get beaten up himself. Yeah, um, absolutely. They didn't I mean? really, they didn't really make that work so far because the character obviously changed, but while the with the transition and the way that it worked and the way that it was sort of more of a transformation rather than a com- you know complete change yeah it um it sort of gives you the idea that the underlying character of Johnny Blaze is there but yeah. in reality it's more you know it's it's ghost rider he's he's changed into a completely different creature because it's almost a bit like a, a Bruce Banner Hulk scenario yeah um where the ghost rider is the more prominent identity here um and I would have quite liked to see a little bit more of that coming out just in Johnny Blaze's everyday life. Um, mm. Whether it's, you know, another actual voice or just the devil talking to him. Devil on your shoulder, perhaps. Go yeah, a bit some, cliche. Something like what we're seeing in the Venom trailer so far. It, it, it would make yeah. more sense, especially yeah. as he's trying to hone I mean, his abilities. We've got the freaky motorbike bit as well. Yeah, we've got the we've got the yeah. scary horrible motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I just I'm not looking forward to Venom at all. Um, but no, I, I see exactly what you mean there. It, it, that tone would work a lot better. <laughs> it's the the issue is the way that he's trying to hone his abilities. He's trying to almost take control of the Ghost Rider himself. It would make much more sense, especially as they're two separate characters, if there was almost a second character in his own head that he could appease to to try and make sense of yeah and i mean if this is 2007 i mean there would be a cgi scene in johnny blaze's brain where he fights off the ghost rider let's be honest um it's that kind of era of filmmaking oh yeah um but let's break this down so from the start we're gonna have sam elliott's caretaker hinted at appearing even in just the background of places just to to tease up the second Ghost Rider, or the original Ghost Rider, rather, um, his appearance at, towards the end of the film, we're thinking that? Yeah, maybe he's even in the crowd watching him do his bloody jumps. Yeah, why not? Uh, and we're going to use Blackheart and his three fallen angels and just give those powers straight to Mephisto. We can have some references to his children. Sure, why not? Maybe, maybe to hint at a third Ghost Rider film, oh, if we're gosh. lucky. Oh yeah, if we're lucky. Use use that word sparingly. Christ. Um and have uh, Mephisto going after the contract uh, of the thousand souls. Yeah? Because yes. then that would at least give the devil a soul to burn and then that still gives us the exact similar kind of ending with Ghost Rider burning the soul out of him. Oh yeah, absolutely. It just seems uh, otherwise yeah. Mephisto is completely wasted. His skill set and his abilities and his huge stature as a massive Marvel villain is completely wasted. Yeah, and then let's just, you know, lean right into the horror genre. Let's give us some decent jump scares. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if, if Ghost Rider's stalking a mugger, let's make that fucking scary. <laughs> there's there's so much more they could have done in terms of that, simply because, you know, Scary Skull Man, there wasn't nearly enough blood in it, I reckon. It was all incredibly... Yeah. It it felt like a 12, watching it yeah. back with all of those details. But they I mean, could... to be fair, if, if a flaming Skull Man punched you, wouldn't you get burnt as well? Probably a little bit. I want to see, see some damn blisters in this film, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's those third degree burns at, son? <laughs> Christ. Um, I mean, you know, this is 2007 and it is a 12, so we can't 
I mean, what can you say? Um, and it, it, it's it's Columbia Pictures. Who wants to see that? Who wants to see a Ghost Rider verse? <laughs> There's only so much we can ask of Columbia oh, here. God, I'm so glad that um, Agents of Shield brought in Ghost Rider, uh, and they gave us the um, uh, not Jaime Reyes. That's bloody Blue Beetle. Christ. <laughs> Johnny Johnny Reyes? I can't remember his name. Anyway, but it, it, it was a really good rendition of Ghost Rider. Um, and it was quite brutal in places. Um, you really understood that he was freaking out about being a freaky skull man. Oh, yeah. Um, and they did sort of tease Johnny Blaze at one point. Um, Robbie Reyes, that's it. Jesus. Oh, there we Christ, go. That took a lot longer <laughs> than it should have done. Um, yeah, and they do tease Johnny Blaze to begin with, uh, even though you don't really see him. You do see a guy turn up on a motorbike. Uh, and then Robbie gets turned into Ghost Rider. So at least, you know, we did get the the one we deserved. Um, we've, we've got some representation for the Ghost Rider that doesn't feel incredibly 2007. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that even tied into Doctor Strange eventually in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he uses the same portals. So oh. look at look at the MCU killing it. That's <laughs> bloody usual. Um, so that has been damage control and i think we may have fixed ghost rider i mean i'd watch that i'd probably enjoy it much more especially as we haven't got some whiny villain taking the place of mephisto <laughs> but that has been damage control what did you think tweet us at heroes direct you can comment on all of our posts on heroes.direct you can tweet me at Eamon jacobs you can tweet me at joseph underscore ais what's ais joseph it's as it stands my band stream birds song on spotify <laughs> just gotta get that cheeky plug Always, just, always. Just done. I'm never passing done. it up. Listen to us next time when we begin to tackle the DCEU. We're going Man of Steel. Oh, oh God. Oh, I'm Thanks excited, but I'm also mortified. Yeah, so. Thanks for listening. <laughs>